Okay, there we go. Good morning, everybody. You can't you can't make any noise because I've already muted everybody. <laughs> All right, very we are very fortunate today on this 18th of April, already the 18th of April. Okay, and I hear a bunch of people coming on now. See the numbers clicking up, so good. We have a great interview today. We have Mr. Avi Dangor from the um, Summerlin branch. Avi, please hit star six on your phone so then we can hear you. Star six. I think it worked. There he is. And you can hear them. What did I tell you? They start, there's already like 12, 15 people on. It'll get more and more and more as we go on. And then this interview is on my podcast forever, just like your last one is from, uh, I don't know, about a year and a half ago. So anyway, Mm -hmm. Avi, tell us a little about yourself, how long you've been in the business, all that good stuff. Maybe a little bit last year. Um, so hi, good morning, everyone. Um, I have been in the business for going on 16 years now, been with, uh, you know, Berkshire Hathaway all along, well, formerly Prudential. Um, you know, things are good. Just doing my thing, staying busy. Um, love what I do. Love the people I work with. It's been, uh, I'm sure as everyone else has, uh, had great couple of years, and uh, we all share the same struggles these days of inventory levels. But uh, overall, things are great. Yes, they are. And how did you do last year? What was your um, – just give them an idea of what you do from a transaction production standpoint. It would be great if you could. Um, so last year I did $44.5 million in volume. I believe it was – 58 transactions, uh, maybe 57 transactions, I'm sorry. And um, it seems that this year I'm on track to do more. So that's exciting. Awesome. Well, congratulations. Great year. Thank you. Thank but, you. Yeah, you know, it's been nonstop. It's very, very, very consistent. Ever since I've been with the company eight years, you're always in that top group, you know, killing it. So good stuff. So what are the – so what does this current market say to you? Like, where do you think we're going and what do you think is going to be happening this year? Oh, wow. That is a loaded question. And uh, <laughs> you know, I, feel, <laughs> I feel like nobody really knows the answer to that, including uh, the biggest experts. So it's, it's everybody's, uh, you know, most educated uh, guess that we can make. And uh, I, I personally don't think things are going to drastically change this year. Certainly don't, you know, I Again, this is my personal, professional opinion, I would say. Don't buy into a bubble or a crash or anything like that. I think my my view is that uh, Las Vegas has been undervalued for so long with the prices of uh, real estate relative to what you get in the city, the quality of life, the affordability of, of lifestyle here, proximity, accessibility, whatever, um, so I, I do think we're going to – there's no doubt there will be some sort of a correction, if you want to call it, but I think we're yeah. going to settle into somewhat of the new norm of, call it, higher prices in Vegas for years to come just because it was just undervalued. But, again, that's my personal opinion. You know, I don't, I don't really think anybody knows, so – that's that's where I see things going. I don't foresee anything drastically changing. Maybe here and there, like the last couple of years, you'll have a slower month where we think change is coming, and then you know it comes back with a vengeance. 
Yes. Okay, cool. No, I agree. I agree with everything you just said, and I would just add that because I would add one of the reasons it's been undervalued and one of the reasons why the uh, appreciation is going so fast. It's like second in the country to, well, second with a whole bunch of other states, but, you know, Arizona is number one because Arizona is also, when I say Arizona, I mean Scottsdale, Phoenix, because uh, that is the number one destination for people leaving California, and we're number two destination. Right. And it's not that far off, right? And so when they sell their house and they come here, it's like a bargain, and that's why you know, the uh, appreciation is, I think even if the appreciation nationally slows down, I think we'll continue for a while until you go, oh, well, I'm leaving California. Is Arizona or Nevada still such a great deal? And it's not even close to there yet, but I agree with that. And, and I think Bobby, that's why you know it's creeping up. Go ahead. Yeah. It's creeping up towards California and it, it becomes, you know, and, and that's the – it, it's a great thing for the city and it's somewhat of a sad thing for many people that, you know, uh, they can't afford living here anymore. You know, they can't afford buying. Right. I mean, if you're a first time home buyer looking to put a low down payment, good luck. And that's, that's unfortunate. But, you know, I think we're slowly yeah. moving towards being the California and New York of, you know what, you may live here for many, many years and just have to rent. But I think it's a long time coming personally for the city. And um, yeah. I think it's here to stay for a while. I would have to agree with you 100%. Um, I, I agree with that 100%. And, and that's why I think you see, I mean, think about this now. Well, first off, if this market was going to slow down, a pandemic would have probably done something. It didn't. And then now, what? Since the end of last year, rates have gone up like two percentage points and still no one's even talking about it. Really? Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Vegas has always been its own little bubble, you know, good and bad. When things were bad, it got really bad here and became one of the worst places in the country. And I think now, finally, it's redemption time for uh, the city, and it's just better than a lot of other places. So, you know, we've, I think we've always been somewhat isolated in our market here. Yeah, I agree. But, you know, like somebody like yourself who um, does business, you know, a certain way, like why don't we go through that? Tell them a little – you know, I, I, I love the story about when we did our first video here when, um, you know, I asked you one question. You know, since I've been here, Avi, you know, you're, you, you do incredible business, and I know 90% of it comes from your sphere. Why do they keep using you? Mm -hmm. Remember that? Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got a call right after from somebody, you know, and you, uh, it was kind of a neat little thing that happened as far as somebody calling you to list, and they told you, we're listening with you because we saw your video. That was such a great Because they great were thing just uh, in awe of how handsome you were in the video, Rick Baruby. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Yeah, okay. That's what it was. No, Avi, they called you. They didn't call me. <laughs> oh, 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 that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. No, I do remember. And, um, and thank, you for, thank you for doing that with me over the years. Um, I, no I, don't, I don't know that there's a secret or a magic trick or, you know, one of the things of, of – I've always been really cognizant of in my business is, is relationships and, and guarding those as if they were the most uh, precious thing. And they almost are in my life, aside from my family. Uh, so to me, it was very important to, you know, call it identifying my own lane in the business and my lane, meaning my strengths was and is in, in people and relationships and, and keeping those very close to me and 
always navigating and finding a way to keep it fresh and exciting um, that in a way that's not boring for me when I reach out to clients and also not boring for them. It's like, oh, here we go again. Avi is asking, you know, how are you? What do you need me to do? So it's, it's, you know, it's a work in progress even after 15 years of, of trying to come up with creative ways to keep in touch with, you know, I don't even call them clients anymore. They're all, you know, they're all in a way my friends, my, my extended family. And I think it's looking at it that way that made a difference for me. Um, but at the same time, that's not a method that's going to work for everybody. Again, it's going back to picking my own lane and my strengths and really working on that and continuing to strengthen that. Uh, you know, some other agents are really good with cold calling or, or things that are, you know, call it uh, – different methods of contact and that's just not my strength it's not what makes me happy and so it, it took a lot of work um, on myself I would say to get to a point where you know what meeting clients for coffee and talking on the phone is not a waste of time you know I think in the beginning stages of my career I, I kept thinking well if I'm not at the office or if I'm not doing an open house I'm not working and it took a while to realize that you know what sitting for coffee with a client, that is work, that is networking, that is, you know, prospecting. And so, um, you know, that's just that's what I do. I mean, it sounds fun, and it actually is fun for the most part. Yeah, and you do your, and you do your events, too. So, Tom, you know, I know you love dogs. You have two wonderful dogs, too, now, right? Yes. Yeah. And um, you do your yeah, – so, Tom, well, yeah. Yeah, my, my – my park events with clients uh, and again trying to always think of creative ways to keep in touch with people and not make it awkward you know one of the things I've always pride myself on was that I, I I'm a yes and when it comes to business and so it doesn't matter price point it doesn't matter nothing you know business is business and so trying to come up with some sort of a client appreciation event or party over the years, uh, it was a struggle for me because I didn't see how people would all fit in in one room with, you know, cocktails and food. And I, I always worried that it would be awkward. And I didn't want to create certain events for certain people and certain walks of, from certain walks of life. And then I thought, you know what? I love dogs. I love coffee. Why don't we combine the two? So a couple of years ago, we started um, Bark and Brew at the park. And uh, basically, it's bringing people, uh, clients, whomever they want to bring, uh, whether you have a dog or not, come hang out at the park with us, have some coffee, smoothie, pastries on me. You know, we have uh, gift bags for the dogs. And it's just, it's a social event. And it's a, you know, the dogs are clearly the icebreakers. So people have a common denominator when they mingle. And uh, surprisingly or not, it always, always brings in new business for me whether it's a stranger walking around the park and just wondering what are we doing and I invite them to have a cup of coffee um, and then keep in touch get a business card you know get on the mailing list and um, I've gotten listings I've gotten buyers I've had clients who brought friends who became clients and so you know there's it's, it's certainly a niche thing uh, because not everybody is a dog person but for me that right. worked uh, you know. Right. 
Well, everybody, you know, you know, and that's such a great point. Like when you do social media, I know you do, you do a lot of great videos. You do pictures. You've got Caitlin on your team now, and and I and I see you do some great stuff with that. But you know, every you, you're not going to gel with everybody. Some people, like you said, are going to love you. Some people aren't. And everybody has that quality about them that uh, you know, like you have people unfriend you, but then you have people friend you. You know, and then you have this group that eventually yes. sticks. So it's like right, it's like yeah. anything else. Yeah, and, and what you just said is, is key. You know, uh, not everybody is going to like you or love you, and it's okay. And I think, I think knowing that in the business is power because I think as salespeople, we all, you know, we want to be liked by everyone and approved by everyone. And at the end of the day, um, you know, one of, the, one of the best things that I've experienced recently was I became a buyer myself um, you know, in another market that was completely unfamiliar to me for investment purposes. And it was a very good experience. Uh, going into it, I didn't expect it, but call it shopping for a realtor in another market was great for me because I never stopped and thought, okay, if I, you know, am a buyer, what do I need? You know, with all the years of experience that I have in this business, what kind of realtor would be the best fit for me? And, uh, you know, uh, it, it's almost like I'm probably the worst buyer out there because of how many years we've <laughs> been doing this. And, uh, yeah. but it was, it was a really, it was a great practice for me to put myself in a buyer's shoes and then see what they see. Cause you know, when they come to us, we have our call it, spiel that we do to every buyer well every buyer needs something else you know and we need to become what they need us to be and and it was just in some ways it was eye-opening and wow we do a great job because we respond to things very quickly or holy crap you know we're not doing enough like this agent in call it alabama was amazing so um you know it's mm. all about not taking it personal and realizing that at the end of the day, if somebody doesn't want to do business with you, it's not a personal thing. It's just, it's a personality thing. You know, we all need to get what we need to get from the person who's representing us. Right. Such a great point. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you, we probably, you know, especially somebody who knows what they're doing like you, you probably make a very high maintenance buyer in another market. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just guessing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's a, it's a, Yes and no. I mean, I, I respect the professionals and I let them do their right. thing, but, but I do ask a lot of questions, um, you know, but again, it, it was a great and unexpected lesson and practice for me. Mm. Um, I will tell you this much. I do make the worst seller. Uh, you know, I am, I'm a nervous seller. I am a, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm like a first time seller. So it, it yeah, it's interesting. But, you know, all part all right. of the process, all part of uh, learning. Cool. No, I love it. I love it. And so and you said something earlier that I just want to touch on briefly. You said, you know, last year you did 44. I think you did 44.5 million. And this year you're on us, and that's 57 transactions, which is awesome. Congratulations. And you feel, you feel like you're out of the that's gate a little hotter this year? Um, yes, but, you know, I, and, again, that's just – my own way of doing things in, in, in tracking how I do business. I don't, I don't necessarily track it month by month or week by week. And my goal setting is very different than call it the usual. Uh, right now, if things continue the way they are, then yes, I'm on track to having a better year than last year. And I want nice. to believe, you know, that I will. And at the end of the day, you know, I've always had that mentality of, slow and steady wins the race. So while I would mm -hmm. love to do 150, 
I'm realistic about what I'm able to do within what I want to have some balance in my life and all that. So to me, a, a, a $100,000 uh, growth in volume is still growth. Yeah. Well, I mean, even last year you averaged over a closing a week, and I think a lot of people on this call would love to be in that position. So let's segue right into that. And I know, I know, like, and I know you're, you, you know, when you started in the business, you worked with Florence for a while, and I know you, had, you have some really wonderful uh, traits that you have from her and so forth. But if you were, um, well, let's just ask it like this. Top three things you would tell them to consider to be successful as a real estate agent. Um, I would say, uh, number one, identify your strengths. Um, know what you're good at and, and work on, on mastering that because I think a mistake that a lot of agents, particularly new, make um, is trying to grab things that are coming at them from every which direction. So, you know, it's ideas and, and all kinds of plans and programs. And what happens is a lot of times you just get overwhelmed and you don't end up doing any of that. So for me, like I said earlier, it was realizing that, you know what, cold calling, door knocking, expired calling, all those things are not my forte, nor are they things that I truly enjoy. For me, it was identifying the fact that I'm good with people, that I'm good at keeping in touch, and that I'm a social being. So pick, right. pick your lane, call it. You know, pick your lane, pick your strengths, and, and work on that. Um, so that would be number one. Number two, yep. what was the question? <laughs> no, I remember. Uh, what um, was <laughs> top three. <laughs> so, um, you know, pick your strengths. Um, I would say, um, you know, it's going to sound a little cheesy, but, but try to, to have fun and, and create balance in your life. I think we all get in, in bad habits in this business of, of letting work consume us and overwhelm us and, and take over every aspect of our lives. And uh, for me, a really big focus in the last three years has been finding balance. And it doesn't mean working less. It means working smarter. And, and having right. boundaries. And I think, you know, most of the decisions that we make, uh, you know, stem from mostly, you know, fear or concern. And I think that the fear that, oh, you know, if I don't pick up the phone or if I shut my phone off on a certain time, people are going to go elsewhere. But I, I've realized for myself that when I do have balance, I'm able to better service my clients. I'm able to be a better version of myself. And when I don't have balance, I'm not being fair to them because I'm irritable, I'm overworked, I'm exhausted, I'm impatient. And so I would say that would be number two. Okay. Uh, yep. Have fun and create balance. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and no, truthfully, I didn't really think those through before our call, so I, I'm kind of yeah. on the spot. But, but those are things that have worked for me. And so um, – so is this for new agents or agents in general? I would imagine newer, right? Yeah, well, both, you know, because I think that um, some people that have been in the business for a while need to graduate and they want to go to the next level, and that's why they're in coaching and so forth. But how about this? Talk about your – okay, so let's say number three is the sphere, because I know you're the sphere master. So 
give us an idea of, uh, and I know you do your events and so forth, but um, how do you, you know, you mentioned how, you know, they become friends and they're like extended yes. family now. So let's talk a little okay, about so that. that become, yeah. Yeah, that would become the third thing is, as you know, yeah. to, to sum it up, I would just say keep in touch, you know. Um, uh, yeah. And again, I don't think there's a there's a trick to it. It's just I, I, I think a lot of agents are fearful that they're going to be nagging, that they're going to be maybe hung up on or, or um, you know, rejected if they reach out because – they make the mistake of thinking that it always has to be about real estate. And, and this, this also, I've always told this to lenders that I've worked with over the years, because I think they fail miserably at keeping in touch with past clients. I, it, it, it's a very rare thing to have a person say, Oh yeah, I'm going to use the same person that did my mortgage last time. They barely remember the institution, not to mention the person, uh, the person's name. And so when it comes to real estate, my, call it one of my biggest fears has always been, uh, you know, you, Rick, bumping into a person that moved here four years ago and you ask them, oh, you know, who was your realtor? And they start mumbling and trying, ah, you know, this guy, ah, shoot, what's his name? I don't remember. Um, that, that, that to me is the kiss of death. You know, if one of my clients right. forgets my name, whether it's last year, two months ago, or, or 12 years ago, um, that's, that to me is a guiding thought. You know, I've always wanted people to think real estate and then it's like an association game. What do you think when you think of real estate, Avi? Um, and, and like I said, right. finding, the, finding the, the balance in reaching out and what, call it the content would be when I reach out, has always been the, the million-dollar question. Um, but, you know, for me, it's, it's simply it's, it's realizing over the years – what is the preferred method of contact for every person? And whether it's texts, whether it's email, whether it's a phone call, uh, whether it's a handwritten letter, you know, I make a point to write all my birthday cards, you know, much like Mark Stark does his phone calls. I do, I do phone calls on birthdays, but I also send a handwritten birthday card to each and every one. And I change them every year so it doesn't look like it's, you know, mass produced. And I got to tell you, Every year, people make a point to say, oh, my God, you sent me a card on my birthday. You remember me. Um, you know, of course, we want them mm. all to be friends, but it doesn't always work. But we always want to keep them on our side. So I would say mm -hmm. find a balance with keeping in touch and, and don't be afraid of it. You know, at, at the, and, and at the end of the day, you know, if you have a client for a couple of years, when you reach out, you don't need to talk about real estate. It's obvious what they do. They don't, you know, <laughs> you don't need to say what is going on and do you have any real estate needs because that just sounds cheesy. They know what you do. They know who you are. Just keep in touch. Be yourself. Make it, you know, I think a lot of times with professionals, uh, we try so hard to be professional that we don't break that barrier of, of being personal. And a lot of times clients want to know more about us on a personal level. So I think be making the, the point of contact more about, you know what, let's go to coffee. Let me tell you more about my life if you want to hear. Or, you know, it, you find the tone and the voice that, that makes you comfortable. But that's just been my, my call it, uh, uh, Specialty? I don't know. <laughs> no, definitely. No, definitely. Yeah, you're, you you take in the dinner. You guys meet for wine. You meet for coffee. 
You do all kinds yeah. of stuff. They become your friends. And just because I know they're thinking this, Avi, I'm going to ask you the question. How many people would you say you have in that group? What's the number? Um, so, uh, truthfully, I don't know. Um, I, well, I mean, I can, <laughs> I can estimate. And, and, you know, we all have our favorites, even within clients. We have the, you know, but I don't uh, – I, I treat them all equally, and so I try. I would say the people that I reach out to, call it regularly, um, yeah. within a year, uh, a year's time frame, I would say about three hundred core people. Okay, okay, and those are the ones that get birthday cards from you and all that. Yeah, and you know, people move away, yeah. and sometimes you just don't like. Sometimes. And it goes back to what we said earlier. It's just not the right uh, fit from a personality standpoint. Right. So you were able right. to successfully accomplish and complete a real estate transaction, but for some reason, they're not going to answer your call. They're not going to be your friends. They're not going to be open to ever getting anything from you, and they're not going to be loyal to you, and that's okay. And so those people, you know, after once or twice, I, I kind of get the hint, and I, I drop them from my list. And uh you know, it, it's it's focusing on the, uh, as Mark says, it's focus on the important few, whether few is five or or a thousand, um, instead of the, uh, what is it, the less important many. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or yeah, you try to spread yourself too thin. You don't make it with anybody, and the old thing trying to be everything to everybody ends up just getting everybody mad. You get you're much better off being streamlined with a grunt. With a, but and, and then these same people, do you make sure that like you're all connected? Like we're friends on Facebook, we're connected on Instagram. Oh yeah. You, oh yeah. yeah. And and you know that and and you know when they when they refer me business refer me any business, um, I, I always make sure I, I buy them a gift and I send a thank you card. I don't I don't forget the people and I I make it a point to to make it personal by dropping something off or. You know, it's not about overdoing it. It's about the thought that counts. And as much as, you know, I'm appreciative that they think of me when they refer me business, I know that they want me to think of them when it's time to say thank you. And so I don't take any of that for granted. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. So, okay. Now we're just about done. We're just about done, and uh, you know, right. I, uh, so once you, is there anything? Is there anything that you wanted to mention to them that I didn't ask you? Um, I don't think so. I feel like we've covered a lot, and uh, um, I, I hope I didn't sound like a broken record. And uh, no, I think I think we're good. Now I know. I oh, thank you very much. I know that Milo is your golden, but what's the other guy's name? His name is Hank. <laughs> is he a Jack Russell yes. Terrier? He is a rat, okay, Jack Russell, Mutt, uh, Terrier, Fox, Cat, whatever you want to call it. He's a mix of a million things. He's a shelter dog. And, yeah, he's giving me a hard time, but I will, you know, yeah. He's, he's a great he's a great boy. He's a cute, It looks like they get along well, those two. Oh, yeah, best friends. <laughs> All right, my man. Well, Avi, I just want to say thank you very much for myself and everybody on this call today and everybody that listens thank to the you. podcast in the future. Thank you very much for taking your time out today, my man. Anytime. Have a great week. You too. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody.